Welcome to the Rat Trap Podcast. We've got David and Afi and Hi. myself. Hello. How are you? Well, yeah, not bad. Same uh, as usual, same as always. How have you had a haircut? Uh, my dad did it. Ah. Yeah, my dad did it. So. Good job. He's not too like bad. a footballer. Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. I said, uh, give, me, give me the twat. So he gave me the twat. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic! Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Right. So, what have we been up to? Well, I let David feel. The only reason I'm going to say David go first is because I've done nothing. So, uh, as right. always, he says he's done nothing, but he's interested in checks, which I yes, yes. And we were just saying uh, how he has special. He doesn't have special awareness to be very good at it. Mm. Um. Are we talking about chess? Chess, chess yes. Chess. Right. So, so basically, yeah. Sorry, go I was going to say the only reason the only reason we're talking about it is he was asking me what I've been watching, what I've been doing over the past week, and I just told him not really much. I've just been watching like chess videos. I think I told you this a while ago, but I've I've been really interested in chess for some odd reason. I don't know why it's kind of exploded on YouTube. Maybe about six or seven months ago, maybe something like that. Ah, maybe I a bit longer. You've been watching the Queen's Gambit for some reason. No. I've I've not watched that. I'm, I might watch that. People have said it's quite good. I've heard it's quite good actually. So I might watch it. But no, just like uh, watching. There's a couple of grandmasters that have YouTube channels and Twitch Twitch streams, um, and they'll do stuff like uh, they'll do speed runs of getting to a certain racing level. So in chess, you, it's called Elo, the racing system. Right. So like grandmasters, they'll have like three thousand Elo. And everyday chumps will have like 800, maybe something like that, or six to 800. That'd be like a me and you, uh, yeah. 600 to 800. Um, so you'll, he'll start at the beginning and just like decimate, like you'll play like a thousand games in a row and just try and get to this uh, racing system uh, as yeah. fast as he can. It's a speed run. And it's just amazing how quickly you can just. It, he also does, they do stuff like um, they have puzzles on chess.com. You can do puzzles. Uh, there's this grandmaster called Hikaru Nakamura. He's um, he's been playing since he was like six or something, and he's he's just memorized the patterns of like all different all the formulations of all the chess uh, all the chessboard that you can get. He's memorized it so well that he does these puzzles lightning fast. He's like, right, this goes there, queen goes there, bishop goes there, blah 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 blah. He just does it. I can't even I, I can't even see the puzzle. It's that quick. It's like one second. He just does it because right. he knows the puzzle that well. And it's fascinating seeing him do these puzzles. Like I, I do the puzzles as well. It takes me like ten minutes to do like ten of them, and he just he does like fifty in like two minutes. It's amazing. Is it, so. is it like, is he autistic, or is he just very good? He's just. This is funny because his personality, he kind of comes across as a little bit autistic. Yeah, because you do find that in a lot of auti- autistic yeah. people, don't you? They have one um, skill no, where they just but... excel at. But then he said he's been training since he's six years old. Yeah, so six, 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 you can actually train your brain to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, do, I, yeah. I, I know. I can. I, I get that. But what I'm saying is, if you've got autism to start with, yeah, even if it's just mild, if it's mild, you're I think more likely to to, to um, push yourself in a certain uh, topic, maybe sometimes. Because yeah. like, you watch him. You'll, you'll kind of see because he repeats himself. He'll say the same thing twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gets offended really easily. Stuff in the chat says something, he'll get really offended. The, just the way he talks, you can, it kind of looks like he's slightly autistic. Not like fully, but like just slightly. My grandma used to run uh, Enfield Cricket Club. Um, yeah. Just near you. And there was a guy that used to come in and he was heavily autistic. Like, yeah. heavily. But 
if you talked about any single band in the world, it would literally recite their biography to you. Because I've <laughs> yeah. always been very interested in music, even when I were a kid. Yeah. I'd, I'd mention a, like a band to him, and he'd just know everything about them. And, yeah. I, it, and I'm not saying that I've got the most eclectic um, mix of music, but I'd, I'd literally look for one that I'd never heard of, and he'd just tell me about them. And it was he was very, very good. Um, yeah, yeah. But he was heavily autistic, so yeah, well I don't know. Maybe you know, some people are just good at stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you do find like I think there was a, an artist actually that went up in a helicopter and took a picture of London in his mind oh, and drew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 not a disability. It's like, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's evolution. <laughs> well, we were talking about this as well. We're we're saying like my I suppose intelligence is pretty much the opposite of David's. Um, David's probably better at spatial awareness and that kind of thing rather than maybe numbers and words uh, and also he said his, his long-term memory is really good whereas I'm like short-term memory is brilliant and I'm really good with numbers and words but especially I get lost really easily I can't tell my directions I, I you know what I mean if I do an IQ test it's the picture puzzles that really knock me out I just can't do them right. whereas the logic puzzles the number ones I can just they're a piece of piece I can decimate them so I just thought it was fascinating I think David was saying we should like teach people differently in schools based on that learning process yeah there was, oh, a thing, yeah, there was a picture I saw, and it was like a, um, a monkey, and it's and it was basically like a, if you teach a monkey how to climb a tree, it's going to do really well. But, <laughs> but if you teach a monkey to, I don't know, something a monkey can't do, for example, <laughs> then they're not going to be able to do it. And yeah, true. Like people do learn differently. Like I'm, I'm terrible at uh, most things, but I, I don't even know how I learned. To be honest, I think I have to yeah. do things. I have to have <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is talks to me. This is my point, though. It's like, you, especially now, um, you you taught you you taught to learn things parrot fashion. Mm. Like, there's no context. So, for example, it, we were, were doing a quiz once, and um, there were two girls in the early twenties who didn't know who Napoleon was. Yeah, they knew the war that happened but they didn't yeah. really know what it was about and they knew dates but there was no context to it and I think I think as well it's like the way your brain works if you if you're good at mathematics you can teach history and science and things through a, a, a thought <laughs> process of mathematics or if, if you uh, are good at art you can teach history and things like that through art and you probably have a better um you know, uh, pass rate because they'd be interested in learning it because they'll find it easier, uh, and you know, like it, it'll sink in more, and then you could add context to it through the did, medium of whatever they're good at. Did you do well in school? Did you go to college, university, and all that sort of thing, or did you just did you go straight from school into what you do? I hated school, so I didn't really take much. I, I found teachers condescending. I did you do well though, or did you just? No, no actually, no. I didn't. I, and actually, the thing I failed most in is art. Really? <laughs> but I do. This is this <clears throat> is why I failed. It's because I didn't agree with certain things that they did. So, for example, one exam, um, they they told us to draw a, a shoe. So I could quickly draw a shoe. So I'd draw a shoe mm. and then I'd get bored. This yeah. would be like half an hour in and I'd put in more detail on it. So I'd start drawing things around it that weren't yeah. there. Like des I'll put the shoe in a desert, <clears throat> or mm. put yeah. mountains in the background and stuff. But I'd be, the shoe itself was really well drawn. 
<laughs> but I'd be disqualified because I drew all the other stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah. Now the whole idea of art is to actually use express your imagination. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. Express yourself and create something that's meaningful. So it was kind of like a stream of consciousness exercise for me. But because yeah. and I, I always did this. And it always got me in trouble, and it always stopped <laughs> doing stuff. I think you're right. Yeah. I think we, we are taught to pass tests, which isn't teaching. Yeah. No, um, it's. I think it's outdated. I think it's. Uh, it, it does need revamping. But did, did you do well at school, Afi? I can't remember. Yeah, I did well at school because that that kind of like I say, my short term memory is really good. I'm really good at imbibing information quickly and storing it for like a short term, couple of months, and then for, for when I need it. And then once I once I finish school, actually practically using that information is just impossible. You can't use the information you've that you've learned for a test. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember anything from school. I remember anything from college. Uh, just because I'm I'm really good at like getting that information, pounding it into my head, a lot of yeah. information, but then just getting rid of it straight away because it's not needed. My my brain knows it doesn't need this information, so it just gets rid of it. Yeah. So, uh, although I am, I was good at school, I've not really gained that much from it. So yeah, I, th- I yeah. think I sort of dropped off a cliff at year nine because I, re- <laughs> I got into the top sets for everything, yeah. and then I just gave up. I think I don't know if it was drugs, drink, or what. I just I just felt no need to. Um, I, I sort of wish I did, but then mm. I look and I just think I don't think anything that I'd have done to get better grades would have prepared because I was stupid anyway. I chose a stupid college course afterwards. But- but you're not stupid. I'm not saying that I'm stupid. I'm just saying that I just sort of. Um, I think. Go on. What are you saying? I, I'm guessing. I think because you maybe you didn't succeed well in the environment, the school environment, the way they wanted to teach you stuff, that made you feel stupid because they weren't teaching you the, the way that was best for you. Yeah. So that that made you feel, and that kind of was a negative feedback loop. Oh, I feel stupid, so therefore I am stupid. So what's the I point think, of even trying? So I think in IT we had a teacher <clears> called Mrs. Uh, what was the lady with the hairy armpits, Miss McDonald, uh, or something was she called? I can't remember the Geordie lady. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And she had an assistant. Um, it was the tall guy with the uh, glasses on, quite younger than her. Yeah. And he, he took us behind one day because I was just messing about all through class and he said mm-hmm. something along the lines of um, the problem with you, Jamie, is you pretend you're stupid. Mm. But like you said, because I don't know, I just, I've just i always had it battered into me that I'm not intelligent. So I just think, well, mm. well I'll just do what I want and I, I had to live then. Yeah. And, um, but I, I don't think I'm vastly intelligent or anything like that. I just think... Um, I'm not as stupid as I might have put across. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should be more asking what is intelligence. Yeah. It's like, for example, you know, like I'm good at art, but um, I've quickly found out recently that I'm terrible at, uh, you know, like computer stuff. But I can learn it if mm. there's an incentive. And recently there's an incentive to learn it, so I'll learn it. But that becomes valuable then. And yep. interested, but I'm learning it through art. You know the the medium of art, so it's interesting to me. So I'll learn it, and it's, I'm more likely to retain it too. Uh, but what is intelligence? I mean, you could be good at one thing or terrible at another thing. Yeah. Or your brain doesn't work in a certain way, mm. so you, you got. That's the thing. It's not encur- Maybe it's encouragement that's lacking as well. Mm. Maybe I think going through school, I remember getting to 
year nine or something and from primary school up to high school i thought all i had to do is play with computers i'm very interested in making games and all that sort of thing computers got to high school and we basically we were just like we're making websites out of microsoft publisher and i'm like this is not gonna be, <laughs> yeah this is dog shit. like yeah. no one made a website of that probably even no. when the internet started no one made a website of that and i thought this is stupid and as like a kid you're like thinking this is stupid the teacher's telling you no you have to do this it's like but it's ridiculous like we were not prepared we're a northern town prepared and they were preparing us to go and work in warehouses basically it's just yeah. go and learn this and do that and, and all the while telling us oh you shouldn't work in a warehouse <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I can't even remember what they taught us in it class because i you'd imagine it Excel. class would be really interesting yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. And I just think I just remember thinking, this is so demotivating. Like you want yeah. to be like making, you know, interesting things and sort of. But like I said, it, because it's a poor town, there was no resource and no will from the teachers to actually. I don't know. Show, show any interest in anyone. Add an interest in anything. They just yeah. sort of to rattle you well, through. They too have to learn things pirate fashion. Yeah. So like they'll they'll get something and they're teaching the same thing for like twenty years and thirty years and then forty years and I'm sure after the first two years the enthusiasm's gone out of teaching that particular thing mm. and maybe they aren't doing the thing that they're good at. You know, well, like you say, maybe they're being told to, to teach this and they're thinking this is stupid, so yeah. they're not. But it's it's I don't know. It's just a revolving thing. I think and also though. I know it sounds weird because I've run about on stage in weird costumes and stuff. I, I suffer from a massive lack of confidence. Of course. Like, I That's really why do. you do it, though. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. It's like a fight. characters so that you can be comfortable on stage. Yeah. I think, like, just stuff like getting off bloody naked. Like, I remember having really bad acne as a kid, like, on my back and stuff, and I never wanted to take my shirt off or anything like that. And then I started bloody getting errors and stuff, and you're like, oh, God. And then I thought, right, how do I combat that? Get on stage in a mankini, yeah. you know stuff like it's like a reaction to things more than a. I was the same as well because I, I used to be, I used to be very conscious because I used to be overweight for a, a couple of years and I was quite self-conscious about that. But then once I started drumming shirtless, you know, fucking big fat belly out, and the fear just went completely. That's it. it. That's, I think yeah, self-consciousness just went out the window. It's so right important away. to face your fears, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I know it yeah. sounds cliche, but it really is. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. there's been a lot of um, times where I've wrote a lyric and I thought, oh God, that's a bit, you know, a bit much. Yeah. I thought, yeah. no, it's free speech. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just do it. You know what I mean? And the good thing about it as well was that that is what motivated me to lose weight as well. The fact that yeah. I was going out on the stage. And, and you did really well. Cause yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you were quite big at one I was, point. I think you? I was about 16 stone maybe. And then I dropped yeah. down to 12. So in not too long. So it was pretty yeah. decent. So. I know it was like a, just all of a sudden sort of thing. <clears throat> Like, it seems to be like right you're quite big you <laughs> no, huge, but you're you know bigger than yeah, yeah. what your size is and yeah, then yeah. you just went to like just skinny old, sleep. yeah yeah, yeah. there's motivation that's all it is motivation that i don't have that anymore i don't have that motivation so i'm i'm not i'm not fat by any means but i've got a small belly yeah it's uh, trying to get rid of it is because i don't have the motivation right now it's impossible when so we started just... at the gym, you were saying, oh, look, where's that belly come from? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got in shape, didn't I, at one point? Yeah, and then yeah. Did you get went... bullied at school? Um, a little bit. Uh, I remember one time, it w wasn't from anyone in school as such. I think it was the first few years 
uh, there was a kid that used to wait behind. I think he was like year eleven or something, and he used to like do wrestling moves on me, but violently. And um, he did it for a few months, and then I saw him with his back to me, and I, I knew we were gonna grab hold of me. So I ran up to him and I drop kicked him in back. <laughs> wow! Winded, really winded, and I said, yeah. "Don't do it again." And I've never yeah. seen him again. Yeah. So uh, that's another thing where you've just gotta like, if you if you're getting bullied, like, don't be the victim. Like yeah. I know it's hard, but don't be the victim. Well, well. Yeah, yeah. I think two occasions. I think one was Johnny Barron, uh, of all people. Um, <laughs> he used to be like year seven, year eight. Um, it wasn't like he was a bully, bully, but just every now and then he'd say some like random shit that was, you know. And um, so I can't remember what I did. I think one day I just got him in a headlock uh, and started. <laughs> what did I do? I, I definitely got him in a headlock. Um, I did something to him, but after that, yeah, he, he stepped away. Never, never really did anything bad to me again. Um, I was quite lucky, actually, because when I was in primary school, I was the one of three Asians in my entire school. Um, but I was okay and that I never really got it too bad. Uh, I think because I integrated quite well, um, that kind of helped me quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and in uh, high school, all my friends were white, so I didn't really have that much racism there either. I was relatively lucky in terms of that. Mm. Um, I know Adam used to struggle. Do you know, he was half fast. Yeah. Like, the Asians wouldn't like him. Yeah. And, like, white people are racist generally, yeah. you know, <laughs> in small places. Mm. But, yeah, he, he used to get bullied a lot. I remember we were still at the bottom of the stairs once and someone punched him. Yeah. And I don't know why, but we, we didn't do anything. We just, like, yeah. looked. I thought, I just wish we'd jumped on him. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, me and Adam yeah. were small guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just punched it first and they called him like, it was something like, do you know like Harry Potter what they call him Mudbloods? Yeah, they called yeah. him something along that line. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Like, weird. Yeah. So, I mean, it does come from both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember at primary school, I was, um, I remember being really happy in primary school. Like, mm-hmm. even my mum said, like, when you went to high school, like, you sort of lost something. Like a, I don't know, more of a bubbliness, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> I remember James Fairweather. Do you know that game that I used to play where um, you'd kick the foot behind the other foot? Yeah, yeah. Ball, <laughs> yeah. Everyone was doing it. I remember him doing it to me all day in school one day. So yeah. walking home, and I did it to him. Yeah. And he grabbed hold of me, put me in the headlock, and started choking me out. Yeah. And I saw his thumb, so I bit it that hard. It cracked and bled. <laughs> oh. Right. He was another one that didn't do anything again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember the the, the the team leader, team year, whatever, year leader, whatever it's called, yeah. Miss Simons. She was after me for like two weeks. I just whacked it off school for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Never got in trouble. <laughs> I <think I'm> not. <laughs> yeah. It's, I yeah, enjoyed school for the most part, like especially year nine onwards when we started the band and stuff like that. Mm. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. There was a lot of idiots though. Yeah, too many. Just nasty people that have since tried to talk to me after school. Like saying, oh, everything was lovely, weren't it? And trying to be nice. And <laughs> there was there were girls that used to be really horrible with us just because we were in bands and stuff. I think so, yeah. There were a few in English. There were a few, yeah. I to me that I'm getting married. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. You're a horrible person. Yeah, yeah you know, horrible. Gutted yeah. for the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you uh, particularly bullied or anything in school? No. No. <laughs> 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 nobody <Really bullied>. <laughs> no I never bullied like a lot of my friends were like highly intellectual and they got bullied mm. and I'm quite nuts 
so <laughs> yeah I, I, a lot of times i'd be like it, not that they couldn't handle themselves it's just that you know it's, i can handle myself better yeah you know so <laughs> quite a few times i've had to like throw me fists at some bully or other yeah. But but I got a reputation while I was there, and I think I had a, a I think the headmaster had a folio on me this thick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think what... year nine, I, I was really tall, so I just didn't have any problems at all with anyone. Yeah, yeah, same. Plus, I, I pretty much got on with everyone though. Yeah. Like, maybe a few just horrible people that are just horrible anyway. Yeah. I, I got on with pretty much everyone. So I think the way I did it was, number one, I was tall as well. I was quite tall. And number two, um, I used to be really funny in high school. I'm not as funny yeah. as I'm nowhere near as funny as I used to be. I used to be really funny. Yeah, yeah. So I that used to kind of get me out of trouble a lot as well. So yeah. that kind of... And, I, and I also, I just kept out of the way. I just stayed out of the way. I was... I never went... We were always in the music room all the time anyway. So nobody yeah, ever, exactly. ever saw us really. So it's no. it was hard to really bully someone you can't see, isn't it? So... Yeah. I think I played football for the first three years. Yeah. And after that, we were always in the music room, just like... Yeah, yeah. Every single... Every break, every dinner, every whatever. Yeah. We just stay in the music room and that's it. Yeah. That was our kind of safe haven. That's yeah. quite interesting, actually. Why Why do people bully? Yeah. Uh, Insecurities, isn't it? I, no, I also wonder if it's to do with the fact that everybody, in some way, thinks they're the centre of the universe. Mm. So, for example, if you if you like take now, say like you, I don't have this problem, but like say you go to work and then you work all day in a job you don't like, and then you go home and then you play video games for an hour, then you go to bed and you start the cycle over and over mm. and over again, and then you maybe during the week you've you've not had time to go to the supermarket so you have to go to the supermarket while everybody else is going to the supermarket so you start thinking why is this happening to me why why am i in this situation why are these people so stupid why are these people like why why are they pushing in front of me at the line it builds up and builds up and builds yeah, up yeah. but it's to do with you your perception of where you are on the planet so it's why are these people making my life more miserable yeah and that's i think that's where maybe it's that thing like when you go to school like you 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 start off and your parents like dote on you or some parents do mm. uh and they you know like you're the center of the universe in that thing and then yeah. you go to school and you mix in with other kids who are the center of the universe in their little things mm. so then there's conflict and then they go to secondary school and those people are the center of their universe but now they've got a clique around them and they're the center mm. of that universe and mm. maybe it's something like that i mean as well as think... other things of you know being beat up and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i always think people just project their own insecurities on others i think that's what the most bullies that they have their own insecurities uh so and just... that's the same thing isn't it it's their yeah. insecurity Mm. So they just project it onto others, and they uh, they just lash out because that's the only way they know how to, I don't know, get by. I guess, but yeah, I'm guessing that's what it is. That's what I. That's it's, all I can imagine. It's weird though, isn't it? Because I, I I know people that have had really rough lives, but really nice people. Yeah. yeah. Think, so it's yeah. like it's still a choice. In, in yeah, certain... yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it's. Uh, I mean, like um, I've I've heard people say like uh, in America like if they've been brought up in the ghetto and especially if they're African-American you know like they're, they're given little choices like less than we do in the north mm. and you know like they, 
some of them become priests some of, to try and get out. Some of them start drug dealing to get out. But yeah. it's this not being able to get on that next run of the ladder. Mm. Um, I think there's I think there's a James lyric, and he says something like, uh, "If I haven't, if I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor." And <laughs> yeah. I think that as well, like yeah. seeing all these Instagram people that yeah, are like, yeah. living in the mansions from like and YouTubers that don't do anything really, they just mm. sit in front of a camera and then mess about for the rest of the days, and then we're doing nine to five jobs, yeah, living in crappy houses that we don't really like. And but then if, you, if you, it's like if you flip the switch as well, like you'll if some kid in Africa sees our lives, they'll probably exactly. look at us the same way. Exactly. You know what I mean? They'll exactly. idolize our lives and think, why can yeah. I have that? So it's it is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's the perspective. So yeah, yeah. So, so perspective. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, if I, if I like, one of the things I've had to deal with is I, I used to have a really bad temper, but I know why now. Um, but it is that idea of like self awareness, isn't it? It's like if you become self aware, you realize that you're projecting your perception onto some other people. And then you accept the fact that everybody else is in the same situation. Maybe you, you know, like you let it go more. Like you let go of the fact that you're getting angry. You question why you're getting angry. Trying to adjust that. Yeah. Has Has anyone been watching anything in particular when it comes to uh, films or sort of? Have we been listening to music or have we been? Watching any TV series or anything? What, what's everyone been up to this week in that sort of space? Oh God, I, I've been I've been looking at lots of videos on crypto. All right, <laughs> Dogecoin shot up now, isn't it? Stonks because <laughs> it's the stonks market. I know because fucking Elon. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it it's more to do with the project I've got coming up. Um, right. So I can't really talk too much about it. But it's, <laughs> let's say it's been thrashing my fucking head. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Like I've been looking into all that sort of stuff, and I don't understand it in the slightest. I'm completely baffled by it. Um, do you, have you had any experience in it at all, or nope. do you know anyone that has? Yeah, I've got the people I'm dealing with have like got money from it. Like they become millionaires, I think. So, oh uh, shit. Well, but they, they invested early when it was like cowboys, yeah. cowboys yeah. and Indians at the beginning, you know, like yeah. the Wild West. Yeah. When they were like 10p a crypto, now they're 20,000 a crypto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard, like, do you know when people talk about things that have blown up and they sort of say, well, if you'd have gone into it five years ago, it'd have been brilliant. Like, I know after you've said stuff like that about YouTube and stuff like yeah. that. But yet you still get these people coming through and doing it. Yeah. So I've always struggled with negative um, people, not just people, but like thoughts. So like yeah. they'll say something and then that's in my head. I think, right, can't do that because this, and that's an anchor for doing for something that you want to do. Cause you think, mm-hmm. right, he knows more than me. You said that, but I don't think that's, that's healthy. Mm. I don't, and I don't think it's necessarily true either. Mm. A lot of the time, I think it is just negativity. Do, do you struggle with that sort of thing sometimes when it comes to maybe your art, or no? You just, you just completely <laughs> I, the, whack the, with. Do you know the one thing now is, I 
I used to really care what people thought. I used to care what people thought about my artwork and I used to care what people thought about me as a person. I still do to a certain extent, you know, like I want to have friends and yeah. what have you. But I care less than I used to. And it's helped me a, a great deal. And, and it helps creativity as well. If you worrying about what other people want or how they feel or when it comes to creativity then you automatically lose it yeah, yeah. because you, you start in what you could possibly say and what it is you're trying rather than what they think you should be doing yeah yeah it's like it stifles and if if i find a project interesting or um it's interesting and i can profit from it as well it's even better mm. But I'll, I'll try anything, I've, I've, you know, like I'm always, but it's the fact that I, I want to do it or I, I want to create that makes me do it rather than I'm a fulfilling a purpose to get, to make somebody happy or yeah, make money. Do you, mm. do you like feel like you've been stifled by sort of stuff like that here, or thoughts or anything like that? or do you, Yeah, you kind somewhat... of. I mean, like, uh, I guess there's, not to generalize but i guess there's two types of people there's like idealists and realists with, with the idealists it's like well it doesn't really matter the end result is what's the most important thing um yeah. whereas for me i'm i'm too much of a realist i'm always like well there's yeah the end result is nice but there's like a million steps to get to that end result yeah. and that's that's what kind of sticks in my head and that's what kind of yeah. stops me from doing stuff like Instead maybe creating taking, like one bite at a time yeah you sort of yeah. take one big bite and think i'm full sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. it's like um <laughs> They, everyone says you know a journey is made up of a million steps but the that idea does kind of scare me a lot so that's that's my problem i think um yeah. a lot of most people who are like successful like that they don't think about the million steps they just take each step as it is yeah yeah uh, and eventually they'll, they'll get to that end point um but for me you know the, the, the distance just looks too scary so that kind of puts me off a lot i think that's my problem yeah i think i think when it comes to myself i sort of have uh i don't know what it is but I get very emotional sometimes and when I'm being emotional like usually anger to start with and then it comes out and then everything else comes out afterwards like yesterday I had a complete breakdown like I don't know yeah. what wrong with me yeah. um, but like when we knocked the band on the head the last two times when I did it I was just going through like I don't know what it were I just have these things where I, I go through it and it's self-destructive and I just, yeah. I just want to say don't care yeah. Everything go away. I'm fine on my own. Everything yeah. else can disappear. Don't care about anyone. It's, ca- it's kind of like uh, kind of like a uh, romantic breakup, isn't it? When when you yeah. close the band, it's like it's almost like at the end of a relationship. Yeah, because we didn't um, we didn't talk to each other for a long while. And yeah. There were no hard feelings. No, uh, there was nothing like that. It was just um, it, it does feel like that. It does. Mm-hmm. It's um, and it's I think it's hard sometimes to express yourself to a five other guys <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and uh, myself like I say I just I think I've got this thing where I'm just very up and down like I'm not saying I've got a condition or anything or it's bipolar or anything but I definitely feel sometimes that sort of flux yeah. um, heavily when, and when does it most happen when does it most happen like are you tired are you is it just uh, something that triggers you or is it um you know, what 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 uh, what do you think it is? Um, I'm an only child, mm-hmm. so I think sometimes when I don't get my own way, often I sort of throw my toys out of the pram. Which brings me to my other 
point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think being flustered, thinking that's like Afi said, there's so much to do. So all this stuff I need to get done. Why is it not happening now? I need to get it done now. And then when it can't happen now, everything just goes. I think that's. I think that was true of the second time. I think we knocked it on head. I just think there was so much I wanted to do, and it just weren't happening. And I just got really flustered. But I need to try and control that because I know that's me. You know, I know it's not anyone else. It's not. I shouldn't be expecting people to do anything. It's just me and my emotions rather than. Yeah. Do you think? If you say, for example, things did happen immediately and you were in a position where you're comfortable, do you think these things would still happen? Yeah, in a different place. Mm. Yeah, it would necessarily be there, it would be somewhere else. Like, I know it's definitely me, that's the thing. Because like, it's, mm. the, it's the hardest thing knowing that you are the problem and still being self-destructive and still closing off to everyone and just trying to destroy everything like i've done it i did it with drink a lot when i was younger like i just think right so i did drink 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 and destroy everything anything that you started that's good just try and get rid of it destroy it it's quite interesting because a lot of these conversations that you start start with when i was younger i did yeah. yeah so what happened when you were younger that started you up on the path to destruction or self-destruction? Uh, I, I probably can't pinpoint it, but like... What, um, what kind of family upbringing did you have? Uh, my mum was very good. My mum was brilliant, but it was just me and my mum. My dad was useless. Yeah. Absolutely useless, in jail most of the time. Uh, Would you see that as a weakness? What? Uh, the fact that he was useless and he was in jail. Uh, it's it's a double-edged sword because I've based my life off not being hit like him, and then when I see myself in when I see him in me sort of thing, that's when I lose my shit, and then I go self-destructive because I forgot I did it yesterday. I felt I said I said sounded just like my dad, and I'm just like this is like mm. when you try and battle something all your life, you know what I mean, and then it and then you sort of see shades of yourself of, of him in you. It's that becomes hard to take, I think. Do you know, mm. someone like because I, I, I get on with him for the most part, mm. and, I, and I tell stories about him, and he's a funny guy, and that's why it's worse because yeah. when he's good, he's really good. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm the same when I'm good, I'm really good, but when I'm bad, I'm the worst person you can meet. And I think that's the probably a lot of it. I think know? everyone struggles with that because I'm, I'm not, I don't think I've ever met a father who doesn't say they want to raise the child. Uh, they, they, they don't want to make the same mistakes their father did. Yeah. I think every father says, well, every parent says that. Mm. Uh, so if, if you think about it, obviously, through the course of human history, if everybody had that mindset, you'd, you'd imagine we'd be perfect by now. Like, we'd be perfect parents. But mm. I think it's because it's so difficult to just change who you are, um, it's just that kind of mindset is always going to be impossible to overcome. So yeah. I think uh, it is maybe, maybe instead of trying not to be someone, just try and be the best of yourself rather than trying not to be something else yeah uh, I think that's because the it's, the same, it. it's the same thing isn't it as yeah. trying to be somebody mm. yeah trying not to be somebody is just as or just be yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a struggle because like the kid's been just really I've been struggling really bad this time mm. with the kid I just don't know what it is I just losing my temper really quick and stuff and can't deal with stuff and just well, like lockdown can't help can it I think, that, I think that's a lot of it cause it's, it's got to be and the gym, I've not been able to go to the gym. Whenever we go in the gym, we're fine. And Lauren mm. said, when you go to the gym, you're fine. Because I think just going and getting that anger out 
like getting everything I need to get out. I need to do that. I don't know what yeah. it is. I just need to do that. Because you used to, you used to do that with the band as well. I guess you used to yeah. the band. You did that. So you used to obviously screaming your head off when you're singing and you. It's cathartic. Yeah, getting your energy out. Absolutely cathartic. Being stupid, screaming, singing lyrics about, I don't know, like the lyrics as well, they they were always cathartic. It's like, it's it's always been holding up a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people might say, oh, why are you singing stuff like that? That's disgusting. It's like, that's what I see. That's society Mm. sort of thing. Mm. But I'm taking the piss out of it. That's that's all it ever is. It's very rarely from my point of view. which sometimes I get scared. Like I say, when we're talking about that, I get worried about, oh, people might think that's, you know, mm. your true opinion or your personality mm. or whatever it's like. No, it's yeah. generally never that, ever. Because yeah. it is in a sense, because like, it's me taking the mic, mm. but it's it's more, this is it's like Black Mirror sort of thing. It's like, this is what society is, yeah. in my eyes. You know, it doesn't have to be what you see. Well, mm. The mirror darkly, yes. <laughs> 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 But um, what about your childhoods? What about you growing up? Were you? Mine was good. Yeah. Yeah. Parents, very supportive, kind. My dad was a bad tempered git, but. <laughs> Dad's generally all right. Yeah. My dad was. I, I, said, I said my mum were really good, but I mean, most weekends I get shipped off to my grandma's and my dad's because <laughs> she wanted to get drunk. And sometimes yeah. I'd be out in the pub with her when she was drunk and stuff like that. <laughs> that would all have worked because it was like. She got in some she got in some states. I remember getting in a taxi and she had no money and we had to get out of the taxi and run. Like, just, <laughs> just crap like that. And she used to get in some really bad states and that. And I remember like just stuff like that. And now when I see people like that, like people I love, generally women, I get a bit like constantly having to look after people sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that can be a bit much. Well go on, Naffy, what are you saying? No, yeah, my, my dad was a, a bit of a strict cunt as well. He, uh, luckily, I'm the youngest of five, um, and there's quite a big age difference. Like my elder brother, he's 16 years older than me, so he's the oldest, I'm the youngest. So by that, by the time I was growing up, my dad had chilled out a lot. Mm. Uh, my, my brother was, used to tell me a lot of stories about how if, he would, if he'd go out on a night with his mates and if he'd come back home five minutes late, my dad would just lock the door and kick him out of the house and you're not coming back in until really? whatever, find somewhere else to sleep, you're not sleeping here. So my dad used to be proper fucking hard, mm. uh, but he did chill out a lot, so I was quite lucky in that sense. Um, and yeah, mum was a saint, so... But otherwise, they raised me fine. They, you know, they they raised me with the right principles and morals, and um, educated me well. So I was quite lucky with my parents, definitely. I've always so. thought of you as a very well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you very rarely lose your temper. You like that I see. You're yeah. very um, soft-spoken a lot of the time and thoughtful in your yeah. responses, whereas I can just come out with crap <laughs> that I've not thought about in the slightest. And that can hurt people a lot. Yeah, and I've just said it because that's just I yeah. don't know, my personality. So I think I got I it. Off I think I got it off my mum. My mum's. I, I always think my mum's the saying She's like the nicest person. If you think I'm nice, she's like ten times nicer. She's the nicest person I've ever met in my life. Right. So a lot of people say I look like my dad, but I act like my mum. So that's right, yeah. I think that's where I got it from. So yeah, yeah quite lucky. In that oh. sense, yeah. Have you, have, has anyone watched any films this week? Have you watched anything at all? No. Yeah. Films you now. I've been watching. My dad's been putting it on. Uh, Cracker. All oh, right, yeah. It's because I'm, I'm interested in psychology and criminology as well, uh, and I've gone through all the Netflix ones, like mm. uh, on uh, serial killers and what have you. But 
it, it, it was, I, I heard about Cracker being really good, so it, it, he got them and started like during tea, put them on. So it's Cracker, the Scottish one, the, the bit yeah, of it's Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, it's really good. It's like um, none of the characters are particularly nice. You don't really, you wouldn't really want to associate with them. But it's the it's the criminal psychology part that I find interesting. Yeah, uh, and it's really well written in that way. Uh, I've only seen three or four so far, but it's it's, it's been extremely good. Yeah, um, I started watching. Um... Room two three seven, which I sent you. Uh, yeah, I sent That's a message. Jim, Jim Carrey one. No, it's it's a documentary. That, oh, documentary. About, yeah. It's about The Shining. And, oh right, yeah. Uh, the film, so it's about Kubrick, and and they're talking about it and um, talking about the symbology and all that sort of, sort of stuff. Like, mm. I, and there was lots because I've seen it so many times. It's my favorite film, mm. and. There's like so many Native Americans in pictures and stuff that I never noticed. He talks about it being built on a Native American mm. burial ground yeah, and you had to repel yeah. the uh, things. And then they talk about um, how it could be linked to racism and that sort of thing. And then they talk about how it could be linked to fake moon landing. Uh, because a lot of people said... Um, he directed it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that. And when you actually watch yeah. it and you, you look at what they're saying... It's, it's, it's like there's a case. <laughs> there's <definitely laughs> a case. And when I first watched it, I thought, who is this nut job talking about this? And I messaged David, and then we were talking about it a bit, and I was like, oh. <laughs> like, it is actually quite strange when you look at it. Um, whether it was just a joke he played because he thought people might think that, whatever. But I don't know. It's, well, it's I mean, there's been rumours since the men landed on the moon. It's the same as the JFK thing where... yeah. Behind the grassy knoll, it's maybe it's people's need to believe and disbelieve at the same time. Yeah, because it it, it makes it more interesting, more salacious. Yeah, like that uh, REM song, "Man on the Moon." Yeah, uh, but that's about Andy Kaufman, though. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, what can you believe? What can't you believe? Sort of thing. And I think that's what Kaufman were all about, weren't it? But what is reality? Yeah, it's a yeah. good question, isn't it? Really. Yeah. It's and again, it comes down to a personal thing. Do you believe that you're uh, on in a simulation, or do you believe that uh, you are the centre of the universe, or do you yeah. believe? You know, I mean, this kind of perception and, and history gets changed all the time. Like yeah. you discover new things, like people being discovered uh, with bronze on them, frozen in time, which predates the Bronze Age by a thousand years. You know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Think, what is history? Yeah, I mean, I also got sent some horrible videos as well this week, which sort of knocked me for six. Do you remember when we were in school, Afi, and like you'd have, a, yeah. you'd have your crap phone, and people would be like, oh, watch this video of this guy being decapitated, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I could never watch them because it, it's just not part of what no. I can deal with. No. And one of the guys at work said, oh, watch this video, watch it till end, though. And it's this guy, and he's arguing with his neighbour in America. Yeah. across the street and it's him and his wife arguing with this guy and they're just calling him a pussy calling him all this sort of thing he goes into his house comes out and he has this gun and he starts popping away at him and he's like, one of them was like ah oh, he shot me he shot me and like his wife's on the floor and she's crawling about and stuff still alive he's ran back to his house and he's been shot sort of thing so whatever and then he goes back to his house gets a rifle and literally screams at them and then finishes them both off Fucking hell. and I was just watching it and like you know like that feeling you get where you just feel like weak 
Mm. Scott, ah, and then someone else sent me another one, and they were like, this guy arguing because they were on this back alley, and these two hillbilly guys had pulled a gun out on his son for no reason at all. So he's screaming at him, saying, why have you pulled a gun out on my son? What are you doing? What are you doing? He goes, back off, so I'll shoot you. And he's like, but you've just pulled a gun out on my son. And they end up killing him wow. in front of his wife. And his wife's, wife's screaming. Yeah. What, what was the most shocking thing to you? The fact that people could do that or you feel helpless about that kind of thing? I think that people can do that. Or it's, mm. it's just pathetic, yeah. pathetic reasons. Shit. Yeah. Someone's lost a dad, someone's lost a family because of, yeah. one, because they were arguing in the street over nothing, two, yeah. because, I don't know, something to do with a mattress on a back alley or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, you put a mattress in the back alley. It's like... Okay, no. You've, you've literally destroyed not just one person, but like multiple mm. people for no reason. I think it's just it, there's something within you if you're if you have any empathy that you just you just, like you just lose it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, disgusting. <laughs> That's why I'd never live in America. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's the just, same here. It is. It is. You've got it's people me, driving past people in London, stabbing yeah. for no reason. Yeah, I think it's just people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, people are shit. People are shit. Well, there's so much good as well, though. It's, it's just, yeah. That's why it's horrible that it always sticks in your mind the crap stuff. Yeah. So, like, like I say, with childhood and stuff, I remember being really happy, and there were only a few things that like got me down and that. But they're the things that stick in your head. It's, it's such a shame yeah. that you don't remember the happy stuff more. Yeah. yeah. What's what's a, a really shocking thing you remember from the past? Uh, I remember. When I was a kid, my mum telling me my dad had beat his girlfriend near enough to death um, and he's going to jail for it. Yeah. And I just said, good. <laughs> yeah. And I, had, I went to primary school and for some reason it came up in conversation and I said, yeah, my dad's gone to prison. They were like, what for? I said, beating his wife. And then they assumed that I was like that. Yeah. I, think that was, I think that was one of the worst things mm-hmm. I can remember, which and how old were you? Day, huh? How old were you? Primary school, so probably earlier than ten. I think I'm about yeah, but would have been eight, ten, seven yeah. or eight. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's an impressionable age as well. I mean, yeah, but you start thinking to yourself when other people say stuff like that. You think, oh, I must be violent then. You know what I mean? Well, I, but, I would. But, but people are making you believe that. Yeah. Mm. And then oh, you start I'm it. Like, I think in a, a, a test for this, I'm one of the most gullible people you can meet. Like, if you tell me something, I could very well believe it very easily. I'd, I struggle with that. Like, I always have to try and find myself now, like, research that, because that sounds a bit dodgy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm very gullible. But uh, that's one of the things I like about you, though, is because you're quite straightforward. Yeah. And in, in, in everything. It's like... I don't feel like you're ever bullshitting me. Whereas other yeah. people do feel like they're constantly talking bullshit. I have to put proper effort into to bullshit. <laughs> I have to really try. It's like with these movies in my mind thing, I have to really try. To <laughs> Not easy. <laughs> Not easy. Yeah. Um, have you been watching anything, Afi? No, no, that's it. I, just, I, I was telling, just watching YouTube and like chess videos. I was watching a random video of this guy who was unicycling all around the world. So he literally unicycled all fucking across the globe. And he got, um, I, yeah, 
So that's that's just random stuff like that. That's what I've been watching. So I've been absolutely hammering Limmy on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. He just does these things where he sits there and someone gives him a topic. So they'll say um, a man watches a, a Polaroid develop, and he has to <laughs> he has to ad lib a story, just completely yeah. make it up from scratch. And the stories are brilliant. There's yeah. one about an elephant picture. This guy went to this market and he bought this picture of this elephant. And it was like a really nice picture, but it was only small. And she was like, 10 quid. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, 10 quid, 10 quid. He's like, all right, okay. And then he goes and gets it on bus. Sat there on bus, and the bus can't take off. And he's like, what's going on? So they, they all get off the bus, and then the bus starts up. He's like, that's weird. He gets back on bus with his picture. And basically, the weight of the picture is the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so he drops yeah. it on his foot, breaks the foot, all that sort yeah. of thing. And then he just... And at the end, he's just like, at the end, just, he's like, and then we got fucked up, man. <laughs> just stupid <laughs> shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's really funny. And there was yeah. one about um, a mob man. He's a, a hitman, and he's come out of retirement for one last job. And his boss is like, right, I've got this picture of these two people. You need to take them out. And he's like, who are they? And he's got two kids. He's like, is it my weens? Is it my weens? Here's <laughs> the picture. It's his kids. <laughs> So he takes some right back and says, right, it's oh, done. Goodness. And they go out and messed up. And he, he, at the end, he hasn't actually killed his kids and that, but it was just, it was so funny because they wanted to go and see some singer or something because it was back, back in the good old days when they, it was just them two and that. It was proper funny. But I definitely, definitely suggest. Yeah. I, I, I remember it used to be on TV, Wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was quite, yeah, it was quite funny. Chris always tells me to watch Jay Lemmy on Twitch, so I've got some time now, so I might start watching him in the morning. Honestly, you know, Chris has been telling me for years, and I watched yeah. his homemade show, and it was brilliant, but on Twitch, he's so... <laughs> he plays this yeah. driving simulator where he's just an American trucker, and he'll be like that. And he'll be like, look, what the fuck? And they go for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the music that we've got this week... <clears throat> we'll talk about what we've been listening to after this, but... Um, I've been talking to my friend Tom, who was in the Working Man originally. OG um, member. OG member, and it was in a band called Low Call. Um, I think it's called Mirrors, this one. Let me just double check what it's called before I uh, definitely tell you tell you the name of it. Because they've just made a new... Well, I don't think it's actually a new EP. I think it's like um, some of their old recordings that he's actually finished off, because Tom actually learned how to record um, all his stuff himself at Preston University. But it is called Window. Window. Window or Windows. Well, I'll listen to that now.
And we're back. <laughs> we're back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Have we been listening to any other new music or old new music? I've been listening to... Uh, well, I was listening to... Um, like, uh, more like um, opera and things like that. And then Russ started saying he'd been listening to, like, more like retro wavy type stuff or mm-hmm. we're having a conversation. I can't remember what, but now I'm back into that again. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to like retro wave and 80s sounding music and <laughs> <laughs> really annoying because that's my that's my last summer music. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. talking about yeah. it, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. And and it's really weird because do you remember when I, I went through that phase and then before just before I started going into minimalism it, it turned into this like shopping mall yeah and stuff like that. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird what you sort of go on and off from isn't it i mean yeah. what have you been listening to Afi? Out, out new or old new? no I've not, I've not really been listening to music because the only time i ever listen to music is when i go out uh, running or walking but recently for the past year or so i've just been listening to podcasts in that time now so i've kind of stopped listening to music a lot now any podcasts of uh, interest? Um, the ones I'm listening to at the minute, there's the... Do you watch the TV show Scrubs? Yeah. The Scrubs. Scrubs is medical. Oh, yeah, the medical yeah. thing. I, did. Yeah. I used to watch it with Adam years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a rewatch show with them two. It's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Uh, and it's the two main characters. Um, and they just... They rewatch the show and just chat, talk about it. Um, mm. But they also just shoot the shit as well and just talk about random stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they've got they've got really good banter together. They've got really good because uh, because they're really close friends as well. Yeah. And they've been friends for like 20, 30 years, so they've got really good banter. Uh, so that's what I really enjoy. Um, there's a political one called uh, Where's Dear Ever, which is kind of funny actually because they started in 2019 and their the original concept was just to cover the the election 2020 election. And in 2019, they called it the worst year ever. And 2020 was actually the worst fucking year ever as well, yeah, which is yeah. amazing. So they called that quite well. Um, and there's just a couple of other ones. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called Abroad in Japan, where it's just this guy called Chris Broad, funnily enough. And he's, he's in Japan. He does videos about China really well. Mm. He's got a podcast. And just just a bunch of others like that, basically. So yeah. And oh, another one called Good Morning from Hell as well, which is quite a good one. It's, oh, yeah, you told me. I told you about that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just basically um, Clayton is the brother of Satan, and yeah. uh, he's got um, his podcast host is a guy who's recently died and gone to hell, and it's just interviewing everyone in hell. It's yeah, just an amazing, yeah. amazing concept for a podcast. So, yeah. I found, are... I found one because <clears throat> I've always been really interested in like rock stars and sort of mm. uh, stories from famous people and stuff like that. And there's one um, with one of the Kemp twins from Spandau Ballet and Guy Pratt uh, from, is it Duran Duran? I think it is. I couldn't tell sure. you. No idea. I'm not too sure. And uh, basically, they interview famous people. So they had like Brian Johnson on from ACDC, which got me listening to ACDC again because that was the first gig I ever went to. So I thought, sod it, I'll put Back in Black on, listen to that. Um, and they interviewed, uh, what's he called? Coverdale, David Coverdale from Whitesnake. <laughs> Do you know um, Athletico Mince? Yeah. Do you know Barry <laughs> Homeowner? 
<laughs> yeah. That must have been where they got the inspiration <laughs> from. Because it's like, hi guys. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote, actually wrote that song for Tina Turner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, wow. his voice is the exact same. So I was listening to um, Starkers in Tokyo, which is like a it's like a unplugged white snake thing. I think he's playing with Jimmy Page on it, and it's um, mm. just music from when. Well, my dad got me into it, I thought, I suppose, when I was a teenager. Yeah. And I've also been listening to a lot of Lindemann again. You know, the Ramstein yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which got me thinking about all the Manson stuff that's going on at the minute. Do you know anything oh, about that? That's... He is a weird guy, though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Apparently he's been abusing his past partners. Um, yeah, it's uh, Rachel Wood, or whatever she's called. Yeah. I think she was quite young at the time, weren't she? No, because it was 2006. Okay. So she was a full-grown woman. Right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard. Because, um, it, I mean, they always say, oh, listen to the victims and all that sort of thing. Completely agree, for, for the most part. There are exceptions where people make stuff up. I'm not saying that that's happened. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of his music. I'm not generally a big fan of him, yet I thought he was quite intellectual whenever I'd listen to interviews of him well, that doesn't, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that one thing mm, is any connection to the other i'm sure yeah, yeah. weinstein's quite clever but yeah true um and also it's coming back to that cancel culture sort of thing again where i mean yeah they should be they should um they should have to be you know judged for what they've done in a court of law Mm. Unfortunately, we've got social media now, so it's just like all that sort of thing. But I mean, there's so many people that I mean, Jim Morrison, for example, and uh, he used to do questionable stuff and uh, he's never been judged for it. Axel Rose. I mean, a lot of rock stars generally have quite mixed up lives. Does that make them um, great for what they did musically? I mean, it, it, I think it's a question about whether you separate art from ethics. Yeah. Um, I, and, and ethically, you should be tried in a court of law before people... No, you shouldn't be tried by the media yeah. or general Joe on the street because who are they? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you've, you've, you know, like, there's never, never a right way to... Uh, you know, like, do, how do you how do you approach that subject? You know, like, especially rape or an abuse. Uh, it, if if somebody's accused of it, either they've done it and they should be, you know, like reprimanded for it, put in jail and never seen the light of day again. Mm. Uh, but then again, if they're great artists. Is it that the fact society then lets them off because they're great artists? That's the main thing, and it that's the problem that you sort of get attached to these um, characters uh, because of what they've done that you love, yeah. but it can't be excused. Like Lewis Carroll, yeah. you know, who wrote um, Alice in Wonderland, was a paedophile. There's no, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Like when you look into it, he's like he said his favourite form of a. Of a a woman was like a 13 year old and he was obsessed with kids yeah like in a sexual way like he was a paedophile and and yeah people love alice in wonderland so it's like yeah i guess it's kind of the same with maybe michael jackson as well like people michael still, jackson yeah and 
And also, like, H.P. Lovecraft was a massive anti-Semite, wasn't he? Um, yeah. And the, the, the people obviously still love Winston his work. Churchill. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Massive racist. Winston Churchill, that, he was racist, that's, yeah, a, yeah. That's, a, that's a strange one, though. Uh, especially Lovecraft, when he was being... Not that there's an excuse for it, it's just mm. that... Is he a direct result of society of the time? You know, because, mm. like, you, you look at old films and the amount of racism comments that come out do you dismiss yeah. that fact because it's uh racist or yeah. do you learn from it yeah it's like gone with the wind isn't it yeah they, they, they like, try to they try to edit it then they gone with the wind or they take it off yeah, the exactly but um, shouldn't it be left in there as a, as a, a yeah. fairy tale and maybe like in in theses yeah. about yeah. these things they should be yeah. short for what like as an example of what it was at the time uh, and how we can learn from it. Yeah. Like tearing statues down and then rewriting history, I don't think that's helpful. I think, yes, get rid of the symbol of oppression or whatever, but then what are you learning from it? Exactly. I mean, uh, Walt Disney was an anti-Semite, weren't he? I was just going to say, yes, well, there's a lot of racism and a lot of Disney stuff. There was the Song of the South, which was the blackface, I think. Yeah. And also in Dumbo as well, Dumbo with the uh, the Crows, which was yeah. Jim Crow, the racist stuff like this. There's a lot of stuff in there, but it's good to preserve it because it is, you know, it's a moment in history. It's hard, isn't it? Because I, I completely agree, firstly. Mm. Let me just play devil's advocate and say, mm. um, if you don't have the right person guiding you through it you can sometimes get lost in what's been said like old ideals for example so like if a kid watched it and thought and and did take what it you know was meant as, as racism or something and they did and they had a racist parent or whatever then it could carry on sort of thing mm. i don't agree with editing or deleting anything from history mm. at all in yeah. the slightest i actually think it should be brought forward um, that's what I try and do with my lyrics and stuff like that. I try yeah. and take really dodgy subjects and bring them forward in a humour capacity yeah. so then we can laugh at how stupid it is together. Yeah. Um, sometimes that can be misconstrued. Uh, and people say, why are you singing songs about stuff like that? That's wrong. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, but I think kids, kids to have talk to be, about these things. Kids have to be taught to be racist, I think. I don't think kids are inherently... People aren't inherently racist. They have to be taught it. Like if I if I watched Dumbo, when, no, when I watched Dumbo as a kid, I never imagined any of that was racist. I didn't understand it because I didn't look at it through that those eyes, through that context. But it's yeah. like you have to be taught to not like a certain group of people or. Something it's like hard, that, so. I think, because I, most of my family are quite racist. Like, mm. and I pull I pull them up about it all the time um, mm. at parties and stuff like that. Because I say I've had, you know, if my mum comes out with stuff, and I'm like. Mum, you saw how good of a friend I was with Afi. Yeah, you know yeah. I've got other friends that are, are Asian. Like, stop. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And, and I've had that all my life, and I've never felt that I'm racist. Mm. So, whilst I agree that you have to be taught it in a sense, I think it's up to the person as well to think, no, that's yeah, just wrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Stand yeah. up for yourself, you know. I, mm. I should imagine, though, that most people don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, I hate such and such. <laughs> yeah. They just get on with their lives, yeah. you know, most of them. And and just because they have thoughts, maybe during the day, it's to do with more to do with them. For example, yeah. if they're in a, like they walk down the street and they see more Asians than usual, they, they have a thought, oh my God, we're being taken over by Asians. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
But like, if you travel, I think everyone should travel. Mm, definitely. Made to travel, see the world, and see broaden your mind. Tiny little bit of what yeah, I always see as. Firstly, one of the things you always say is people are just trying to get on with their lives. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. That's something that sort of reaffirms, I don't know, just like good in people that they're just trying to get on with their lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I bought um, a Dacia Duster car two years ago, right? I had never seen a Dacia Duster on the on the road before before mm-hmm. that, right? I see them everywhere now. The gold colour as well. And the gold colour as well. If you've got something in your head... Like if you've got a preconceived uh, thing about uh, black people, you know, yeah. difficult Chinese people, whatever, you will see it everywhere because you're thinking about it. You've put that yeah, seed yeah. in your head and then it's sprouting definitely, in your life. Definitely, yeah. And definitely. that's what racism is. Yeah. And it cuts both ways, you know. Yeah. Like nice white people being uh, abused by other races mm. yeah. because of what their ancestors might yeah. have done. Yeah. Or they just see white skin and go, oh, well, he comes from a culture that hates all whatever, whereas you don't. And, and, and like, if you look at all white people, my my family are part Irish, part Polish. Mm. I can't think of two races that have been more oppressed than those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm white. Mm. And that's what's, that's what's silly as well, because it's like, we're all mixed up breeds of, of everything mm. you know what i mean it's, it's strange that it's still yeah. a topic now mm. after all these years i think we were talking about it last week and it like i say it's i, I don't see it ever changing like no. you keep the only way the only way it's going to change is if aliens come and then we've got a common enemy then we'll all get together when there's if a common enemy then we'll need a new enemy yeah we'll a new enemy for our minds <laughs> yeah Speaking of enemies, we're going to go yeah. on to the movies of my mind. Okay. I've got some films here for you to... Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. I think you're a bit ready. quiet, Afi. Are you a bit quiet there? Am I quiet? Am I okay? Can you hear me? Right, you're a bit better now, yeah. yeah. Right, the movies of my mind. First film, Cowgirls versus Pterodactyls. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is it on Netflix? That. <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> the year is 1888 and an enormous prehistoric pterodactyl has been preying upon a small Texas desert town. When her husband is eventually taken by the creature, rebellious school teacher Rebecca Crawford decides to take matters into her own hands. She enlists the help of local brothel keeper Debbie Duke's Riley Masterson III and down on her luck <laughs> sharpshooter Bunny Parker to help track the monster down before it lays more of its dastardly eggs. I'm in. You're in, aren't you? I'm in. I this, uh, yeah, this could be real. It could also be fake. It could just be like a riff off um, Cowboys vs. Aliens. So, okay. It sounds quite erotic, doesn't it? It does a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. Did you get a bit of the horn there? <laughs> it was with the Owen. Have you ever heard that? Peter Dudley and. Uh, it was with the Owen. Yeah, it gives me the Owen that. Oh, the Owen. It's talking about staplers. Oh, staplers give me the Owen. <laughs> I'll send you the video later. So. Yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, I'm reserving judgment. That could be fake. So, I'm going to reserve judgment on that one. But it does sound. It sounds like it could be real, though. Yeah. yeah. That sounds real to me. Okay. I'm hoping it's real. Okay. The only thing that's swayed me is the name of the brothel keeper. That's kind of swaying me a little bit. That sounds like a name you'd make up. Ah, okay. So, but maybe, we, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Second film, yeah? Yeah. Yep. The Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Insane criminal Millard Findelmayer kills several diner patrons, including young Sarah's family. She is shot and left for dead. Having survived, years later, Sarah Robin now runs her own bakery and one day receives a mysterious package containing gingerbread seasoning. Bizarrely, she immediately adds the seasoning to her latest batch of cookies. Unfortunately, the seasoning was actually the ashes of Findelmeyer, who was electrocuted in the electric chair, left by his mother, who is a witch. When co-worker Brick accidentally cuts his hand and gets blood in the door, this resurrects Findelmeyer in cookie form. <laughs> that sounds both absolutely dog shit and absolutely amazing together. All rolled up in one. The ginger dead man. The ginger dead man. I, li- I even like the title. Yeah, it does sound like a working man title. Working yeah. man title. It does. I- I'm, I'm going to say that's fake so far. Afi, <laughs> <laughs> have you got any thoughts? It, it definitely sounds fake, but yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment still. I'm still reserving <laughs> judgment on this one, yeah. Third film? Yeah. Chick, chick, boom. <laughs> okay. There is civil unrest in the country of Peru. The country is being torn apart by famine, corruption, and a totalitarian regime. Meanwhile, deep in the heart of the <laughs> meanwhile, deep in the heart of the Peruvian jungle, a poor farmer named Romeo is rearing a new breed of chicken that may turn the tide on the dictators that have held his country captive. Romeo is discovering. Uh, sorry, Romeo has discovered that mixing chincho, cumin, and fennel in a chicken's feed causes them to violently explode when digested. With his new weapon, he storms the nation's capital in an attempt to free his country from tyranny. That is hilarious. That is... Exploding chickens is his weapon choice. <laughs> well, it's wow. like worms. Do you remember that game, Worms? Oh, that was a great game. That, yeah. So the film was oh, just no. to, uh, to uh, recap. First film was Cowgirls vs. Pterodactyls. Yep. Second, The Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. And the third, Chick Chick Boom. Two. You went for two. Uh, I'm going to go for one. I think we're both wrong, but I'm going to go for one. Okay. Yeah. Which which film would you most like to watch out of them three, firstly? Probably the third one. Third one. I'd say the the third one for me. I'd like to say that. Third? (laughs) Which would you least like to listen to watch? Oh god, uh I think they're all they all they're have redeeming all, qualities. They all sound yeah. ridiculously funny. Yeah, they all have redeeming yeah. qualities. Yeah. You like them all. Well, um neither of you got it right again. Ah, I, knew <laughs> it. I knew it was the third one. <laughs> oh, I knew it was the third one. Yeah, uh Cowgirls vs. Pterodactyls has just come out. Um I think it was um what's it called? When they put money to it. What's it called? Uh they put a thing online and everyone pays money towards it. Oh, right, kickstarted. Yeah. Yeah, kickstarted. Oh, it's kickstarted. Okay. Um, now it's on sci-fi. The Ginger Dead Man. You need to Google that because <laughs> it looks hilarious. I'm, I'm going to be a bit sneaky here. I actually knew that was a real film, The Ginger Dead Man. Did you? <laughs> I've, I've heard of that film before. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I was being a bit sneaky. Uh, okay. uh, of course, Chick Chick Boom was the movie of my mind. You see, I thought Chick Chick Boom would have been one of them, like, because it sounds like a 60s film. So I thought yeah, it was one of them old. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was one of them. That's oh, okay. You, fun, you've, you've, you're very good at this, I'm telling I'm you. I'm getting my, really good at it. Oh, you're you're in the wrong line of work. I know. <laughs> I think I've only gotten. Have I got one right? Is that it? Or two right? That's, I think that's all I've got. I know. Um, 
Yeah. Your win ratio is very good, so yeah. We're all winners here. That's <laughs> There's no losers here, except for no, you two. <laughs> As always. So, um, what were we going to talk about? Ah, oh, I think I've no. I think my mind has just rewound. But it's maybe it's news t- stories. I think it's time for the news. Yeah. Uh, so I've collated five different news stories. Yeah. Again, we didn't get any submissions this week, did we? Not that I know of. No, no submissions this week. No submissions, so it's fine. Um, so the first one we've got is man with a picture of Florida tattooed on his forehead is accused of calling nine one one to ask for a ride home. So this is our first story, and you should see you should see a picture of this guy. He's got a, a picture of the state of Florida, literally like on his just between his nose, on his forehead, like that. Uh, and he looks like an absolute yeah. So suspect so, claims he did. <laughs> suspect claims he didn't have any money for a taxi. So a man with a big bold tattoo of Florida in the middle of his forehead repeatedly called nine one one to ask for a ride home because he didn't have money for a taxi. Records show twenty two year old Matthew Letham of Hudson called nine one one four times to ask for a ride home. I'm trying to find a ride home. I expletive up. I'm trying to find an expletive ride home, Letham said in the first call. He laughed at times and seemed not to not know where exactly he was. He said he'd been <laughs> drinking a little bit. Um, only a little bit. I ain't, I ain't able to call a lift right now. It's only letting me call this number, so I figured expletive, I'll call this number and I'll pick up a lift, Letham said. So let's, I'm, I'm trying to see if he actually got in trouble for this. The question is as well, is the, is he was he calling for a taxi from the tattoo studio, or is this a pre-existing tattoo? It's a pre-existing tattoo. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he wasn't drunk so... and then got the tattoo and then passed the ride yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like he must have been drunk the first time, though. Yeah, definitely. It I does think look like an ongoing problem for him. The police actually did go out and they found a lot of weed on him, so he got arrested for having a lot of weed on him. So uh, that was pretty clever. Um, not the not the best crime, not the cleverest criminal. No. Um, but yeah, it's just another Florida man. The quintessential Florida man with Florida on his head. Uh, no way. That right. video of them guys trying to break into that shop and they throw a brick against the window, it bounces off and it's in the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always think when I think of stupid criminals. That's my, yeah. my go to yeah. point, my reference. Yeah. <laughs> the Florida man. Gotta love the Florida man. Florida man. That's gonna be a song as well. We're gonna do a Florida yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um. So the next one, San Diego man reunited with a wallet lost in Antarctica 53 years ago, which is quite an asshole story. Yeah. Um, Navy meteorologist Paul Grisham spent uh, a year monitoring weather conditions on the frigid continent he calls the ice. Uh, He was shipped out to Antarctica in 1967, where he worked as a weather forecaster. Uh, 13 months later, he returned to his family in sunny California, but his wallet never left. So on Saturday, the now 91-year-old Grisham was reunited with his long-lost billfold, which was found behind a locker during the demolition of a building at McMurdo Station. So that's pretty cool, actually. wonder if he got uh, his money back. Yeah. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Um, that's I don't know if you, ridiculous. I, I, yeah, it is pretty amazing. But I guess it was preserved in the ice as well, so... I bet you were annoyed as well, because I remember losing my phone when I was younger, when I went out on the drink, and I thought, oh, I must have left it out in a bar or something so i got a new phone and about a year after i found it under the cupboard oh. <laughs> i was so annoyed because it was brand new the phone so you must have been very annoyed if it had money in it but you'd probably forgive after 50 odd years wouldn't I you mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i've only ever lost a phone once but luckily somebody found it and managed to get it back feeling, so, isn't it? yeah it's pretty horrible yeah have you ever lost anything important david 
Only my dignity. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lost his will to live. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave that in um, those days. <laughs> so, next, this is a really weird one. So, next one um, a couple in India takes the plunge to marry underwater. Uh, so a couple literally took the plunge, got married 20 meters underwater off the coast of Chennai, a city in southern India. Uh, they donned traditional clothes, exchanged garland wreaths in a Hindu ceremony, all underwater. Oh, so the husband, he's a licensed scuba diver, but his uh, bride took lessons and trained in months leading up to the wedding. And the entire ceremony was recorded before the couple swam back up to celebrate with family and friends. What a weird thing to do, even if you're yeah. a scuba instructor. Why would you? Why? <laughs> Why? Get wow. married underwater. Yeah. But it's a stranger that it's, the woman must be quite angry because she wouldn't have been able to wear a dress or anything, would she? No. They've both Usually. got like they've both got giant scuba tanks on and goggles. Yeah. Uh, it's just very bizarre. I've heard of people getting like married being dropped out of an aeroplane. Mm. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just insane. I, I work with a guy and he watches a program about um, they go under the water and dig for gold, and it's a massive, massive business. Like, yeah. like they basically go to the bottom and they've got this big thing. It's like, bah, 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 and they're just like digging for ages, and they're under there for hours and hours and hours just digging for gold. And uh, I think he wants to go and do it, <laughs> but whether he will or not, can't see it. But, no, uh, yeah. I think what it's called the program. Yeah, I thought that's diggers. And sometimes, yeah, <laughs> probably. probably. And the ice, they, uh, they, have, they have to cut the ice if they want to do it in the winter as well. And they'll go yeah. under the ice caps and, and dig for gold. I thought that sounds really dangerous, that. Because like, the breathing apparatus sometimes freezes when you're underneath wow. and you've got to swim back before you die, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's but there's a lot to it as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what he said. So many people die, you know, because of rocks just collapsing on them or whatever. And what a way to go. Oh. And they get this thing called gold fever, where um, they're that like into what they're doing, and they think, oh, if I just have another three hours, I can get all this gold. But obviously, yeah. your air's running out, and they have to like drag them back up and stuff. Oh, that's going mad. Wow, that's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. In Nome, in Alaska, where yeah. you can only get to by plane. It's just, uh, it's just like gambling, isn't it? Really, people are oh, just just one more gamble, just one more game, and then yeah, I'll yeah. be out. Yeah. It's just like that, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Never mind. Um. So next one. My, uh, so an Ontario couple were fined eight hundred and eighty dollars for playing Pokemon Go amid a stay-at-home order. So <laughs> just during the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, coronavirus. So they went out to play Pokemon Go and they got fined because it's a stay-at-home order. This I never got into this. I I, I don't. I still don't understand why people play this game. Um, I, I, how old is it now? Is it four years old now, or something like that? This game. I remember when we were doing Top Blocks. Chris and Lunter were doing it then. Yeah, and they're still playing it. I, I played it for about a month or two. I played I it for about five seconds and I got bored of it immediately. But um, Chris and, both Chris has been playing it to this day. They still play it really uh, quite actively. Uh, and I, I just I don't understand the appeal of this game. I don't understand where the appeal comes. I Hunter just gatherer instinct. No, what, sorry. The hunter gatherer instinct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just collecting stuff for the city. Yeah, I guess that anyone could do that really. Why, why, do people, why do people collect Star Wars figures when you're an adult? Why do yeah. people obsess about football? Why do people uh, collect bells? You know. Have, have yeah. you ever collected anything? Um, no. no, not really. I, I collected. Um, I don't know whether you call it a collection. It's more of an interest because. I like I like art magazines. 
Yeah. You know, but then now I get it on the tablet. Do, I don't bother. Do yeah. yeah. And now I get it. It's, it's information I collect, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I used, used to collect stuff. Yeah. I, I used to have um, at least 200 keychains mm. uh, with different stuff on for no reason. No reason at all. And I used to yeah. collect football shirts as well. I used to have quite a lot of football shirts. I think my mum ended up getting rid of them. Um, but I used to go on holiday and I'd always buy a football shirt or I'd go wherever. And I, and I used to have I used to have quite a lot. I used to have about 50 or 60, I think, different football shirts. Yeah. So I, I think I do have a collecting personality. I, yeah. I don't do anything now, though. I don't well, know. It. it seems to be mostly men as well. Yeah. Mm. And, I, and I wonder if that hunter-gatherer thing is a, a legitimate reason. For example, you don't have to go out and hunt and gather now yeah you, you don't collect food or pelts or anything like that so maybe the instinct's still there it's just it is. You, we, this is ever, the new way of doing it were you ever pokemon fans you too yeah i loved pokemon yeah uh, no i mean i watched the cartoon but i never played any of the games did you have the cards or uh, no, uh, no I, was, I couldn't afford it. i was too poor i didn't really i used to collect really, cards yeah i just like the cartoon yeah, yeah same. that's all i <laughs> That's all I, I, I remember having think. the first game though, Pokemon Blue for Game Boy, and yeah. I yeah. must have gone through thousands of pounds worth of batteries with that. That was a brilliant game. Yeah, constantly playing that, um, yeah. and I've and I've got Pokemon Sword here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people now have that. They don't have to collect stuff; they can just play video games. There's a lot of collectors on video games now, so yeah. that can kind of feed that habit, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've... same thing. Question. Yeah, yeah. For me, the reason I'm so into Pokemon is because it's a continuation of my love for turn-based battle games, yeah. like Final Fantasy retro games. There's, there aren't really that many good ones anymore. No. And Pokemon, even though it's very easy and stuff like that, it, it is a, it's that genre. Nostalgia. Um, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the games they're changing to. Like the, the new Final Fantasy isn't what it used to be in turn-based sort of thing. Mm. I heard of a game that's online, and I can't fucking remember what it's called, but um, it, it was in the 90s. They started it in the 90s or early 2000s or something. Like, um, It was by Microsoft. The, like, the, it's like a world that you could go... It was like one of the first world places that you could go to and interact with other people on the internet. Mm. And there were loads that came after it, but and they all shut down, you know. But this one has kept going; it's still going today. Mm. And there's like cults and things on it. Is it it's oh, not RuneScape, World, is it? World of Warcraft or something? Or? No, no, no. It's before that. Before that. Like, there, there was like a David Bowie world and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'll try and remember. And yeah. then Because I saw I saw a YouTube video about it, like four days ago i'm like yeah. no way and i was thinking like i, I want to go go and have a look at that but yeah. there's like there's legitimate cults on it mm. yeah i mean there's a game i like called heroes of magic free and i was looking at it the other day and there's a there's a facebook group with hundreds of thousands of people in it and yeah. i thought i thought i was the only one that played it <laughs> it's, like, it's not a, a brilliant sort of graphics sort of game you basically mm. have a character you build your town up and then you go out and try and uh, it's like England. You're trying to invade everything and like, yeah. win. But this is this is different. This is like if a fairground shut down and the world was post-apocalyptic and people, little groups of people have taken it over. Mm. It's like that, right? Yeah. 
Interesting. So the people have been fined how much? Uh, Eight hundred eighty dollars. It's not massive, but it's still a lot of money for just I, playing Pokemon Go. I saw an advert that said Pokemon Go is now you can now do it at home. <laughs> yeah, probably. yeah. They changed yeah. it because they, obviously, obviously now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, they have no excuse. They could just go to the toilet and catch yeah. a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or catch a so, muck. I'm, I'm just glad I don't glad I don't play it. So yeah, yeah. it's it's. No, it's not for me. Not for me. Not for me either. I think, so. I think, I think mobile gaming, just in general, I just don't. I'm not yeah. a massive fan of. Yeah. Uh, I never really play any games <clears> on mobile. <throat> you, you play your Candy Crush uh, sort of stuff, don't you, David? And I, I do it. Like I, I'll start it and then I'll get bored of it after like four four weeks. But it's it, I can see what it's doing is filling a process. Like I'm trying to think of something. Yeah. And I think by routinely put in shapes with other shapes it, it for some reason it works out yeah 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 and then i don't need it anymore yeah yeah, yeah. do you touch them at all i think no no not really no i don't play games general anymore long time since i play games so yeah. i've kind of stopped but yeah yeah i haven't mm. really played anything recently mm. what's the next new story next this is so this is the last one now uh trump lawyer asks to pause impeachment trial if it runs into the Sabbath, which is pretty funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the story here, Demo- Democrats and Republicans eager to tidily conclude former President Donald Trump's impeachment trial within a week may have a fresh obstacle in front of them, the biblical commandment to keep the Jewish Sabbath. One of the lead defence lawyers for Mr. Trump has informed Senate leaders that he is an observant Jew who strictly adheres to the commandment against working on the Sabbath and thus would be unable to participate in any proceedings that stretch past sundown on fr- sundown on Friday or met on Saturday. Uh, he said, I apologise for the inconvenience. My request that uh, impeachment proceedings not be conducted during the Jewish Sabbath undoubtedly will cause other people involved in the proceedings. Uh, the practices and prohibitions are mandatory for me, however, so respectfully, I have no choice but to make up, sorry, to make this request, not to make up, to make this request. Well, so, really <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as um, making up excuses to try and just stall uh this impeachment trial that is just insane that oh we can't that's all they've got that's all he's got is his lawyers they don't have any argument against it all they can say is oh it's the sabbath i can't do it sorry it's like trying to get a kid to go to bed yeah. they'll do anything they'll be like what well, five more minutes wait a minute no, no, ah, just kicking off and screaming and throwing the toys out of the ground it's just insane the lengths that he's going to to just try and evade justice at all costs um and it's amazing that an observant Jew who's so devout would try and defend someone as money. despicable as Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. All comes down to money. Religion is just, just a front for yeah. everything in it. It's just money. It is, when it all it comes down to it, all your principles and all your beliefs disappear in the, in the face of money. Because yeah. if it was on the other, if it was on the other foot, and he was the you know the guy prosecuting, it, he wouldn't care if working the step if he'd be like, yeah, of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> all money. So, no. So I'm, I'm hoping they just say tough tits. Uh, you're either coming in or you're you're getting thrown out. So I'm hoping yeah. that's what they do. But I'm sure that's what they all do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, strange has, stories. Has anything happened with uh, Biden so far? Have we had any news? He's he's been repealing a lot of Trump's. Mm. I know he's done the Paris Agreement thing, hasn't he? Yeah, mm. they did that Thank on Thursday. Thank God. And he started trying to build bridges with Europe and. 
you know, he's had phone calls with them and, you know, he's starting to get tough on Russia. Did he, not say he week, you know? did he not say he wouldn't deal with us if he weren't in Europe? <laughs> um, I think it's more to do with the fact that Boris, he doesn't like Boris Johnson and he doesn't like yeah. the Tory regime because they were nasty to him and Obama. Yeah. In, in the newspapers publicly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, me and him. <laughs> <laughs> and those, should I say? Because, yeah, we. I just, I, I've, I've stopped watching the news completely. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I've, I've had to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> There's no other word for it. Yeah. That that Tom, that Captain Tom Moore, mm. um, and they were, they were clapping for him and stuff. I just think. It's just so condescending. Yeah. Why don't you get nerves arrested? Yeah. I'm mean, <laughs> honouring that way. You're clapping for a man that felt he had to walk at a hundred odd years old around his garden to make money for a health for the NHS because the government won't fund it. And then you turn it around to his family and say, oh, blah, 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 well done, he's a lovely man and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, your party could fund the NHS and make it better. And you decided yeah. to not do that repeatedly time and time again. It's just disgusting. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Is that all the news for this week? <laughs> that, is, that is all the news for this week. Why do we so. always finish on a really depressing note? <laughs> <laughs> That's life. Is that just life? Yeah, that's cold reality of life. Deal yeah, with it, listeners. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Three of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's one, two, three. That's three yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not listening to David. It's good. <laughs> well, it's been lovely chatting to you. I think we've uh, gone over the time a little bit, but that doesn't really matter, does it? Not really. It doesn't really matter. So I shall chat with you next week, gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay, talking to you. Talk to you. Bye now. Bye. Bye.